Hello, Honor Band is an actual play podcast about political assassinations. I am the GM for our Game of Masks, Jack. You can find me on Twitter at underscore JKC. With me today is Taylor. Hi, I'm Taylor. I play Serial, and you can find me on Twitter at T-E-A-C-O-F-F-E-E-A-R-T. T-Coffee Art. Rosie? Uh, I'm Rosie. I use they, them pronouns. I play Pigeon. And my Twitter is at yakno, Y-A-K-N-O-H. And Phoenix. Hi, my name is Phoenix. I play Orton. And my Twitter, you can just uh, look up the pasta night and uh, I wish you luck. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> That's unrelated. introducing us i feel like it's like one of those um like bachelor shows where we have to sell ourselves to the audience (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) okay (laughs) let's hop right in so the issue opens and we get a shot of the three of you in phantom's office and he's talking to you. And I think out, like, the door, we can see um, the other three teams in, like, a conference room going over files and, like, pin boards on the wall and stuff. But Phantom has called you three into his office because he wants to talk to you about something. Oh, fun. Oh. <clears throat> How, what is everyone doing? How does everyone feel about this? Pigeon's, like, super fucking excited. Sarah looks somewhere caught between fainting and, I don't know, being excited, I think? Orton is probably worried about being yelled at, but also knows he has seniority over Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) But but does Phantom know that? Absolutely not. Fantastic. Um... Yeah, uh, Titian's probably, like, (laughs) jumping up and down just a little bit. Uh, I feel like Phantom's wearing his mask, so you can't, like, see his eyes, but he's, like, following Pigeon as they jump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Titian just makes as much eye contact back. Phantom uh, managed, manages to pull his eyes away from Pigeon and says to you three, So, uh, I have a little bit of a secret mission for you guys, if that's alright. What does it entail? That's... Wait. <laughs> Has Orna's voice changed again? Oh my god, I forgot how to do his voice. <laughs> <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. When you spoke in your normal voice, I was like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was like, wow, Orden's really grown up very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have not practiced his voice at all. What is it? It's like, oh, fuck. It makes me laugh every time, and that's what I know. So what does that mean? Like, what are we going to do? That's exactly it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, got it in one. (laughs) Yeah, literally, that's incredible. (laughs) 
uh, Phantom says, I've heard a few rumors that an old friend of mine is maybe in a little bit of trouble. So I'm just going to have you guys go and watch out for, like, a few hours. Um, um, what kind of trouble? The kind involving bad people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awfully vague. Before you go, though, I need you all to promise not to tell Daisy about any of this. Oh, oh, well, what? I mean, I mean, I don't want to betray Daisy's trust like that. Well, I mean, I don't even really know Daisy that well. So I guess I'll be on your side with this one. He, like, glares at you underneath his mask. I mean, Daisy, I mean, I guess... Daisy and I are kind of like, <clears throat> um, um, like, blood siblings. Um, you are? Well, I don't have blood, but I'm pretty certain at some point <laughs> we could we could figure something out. Um, I just don't know don't, if I'm comfortable with this. I don't... What she doesn't know won't hurt her, I think. Well, that's... I mean, she's awfully busy right now anyway. Yeah, so. she, she has too much to worry about to... Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's nothing important. Is this like a birthday present for her? Or maybe a surprise party? <gasps> a surprise party? <laughs> no. But uh, if it helps the... you to think of it like that, then sure. Um, are the bad people after Daisy? No. Listen, probably nothing's gonna happen. I just need you to watch this place for a few hours just to make sure no one tries anything funny. Now, um, Phantom, from all of the books I've read, whenever anyone goes, nothing's gonna happen and it's gonna be fine. Generally, something goes really wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this isn't a comic book or anything. It'll be fine. Um, well, Phantom, my, um, my self-help book says that, um, well, do you ever start talking? (laughs) 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 And forget what he just said? (laughs) He just said it's not like a comic book. (laughs) Yeah, I meant, like, it was a little bit before that. Yeah. Um. Um, I think that's actually probably pretty in character that I just <laughs> yeah. well, my self-help book, um, and just falls silent. <laughs> um, yeah. Phantom Sir, you can count on us, we'll do anything you want. Well, Great. I'm not, um... I mean, I, I'm not going to do anything you want, um, but I guess I, I can do this thing for you. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> We're your people, Phantom. <laughs> right. Thanks, kids. You're welcome, kiddo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that little groan, that was in character. <laughs> 
going to tell Daisy afterwards? No. Oh. Never? Never. It's a secret we have to keep forever. Yeah. To our graves? Well, preferably. I'm going to die with the secret? Well, generally, I don't like keeping secrets, um, because it weighs on my conscience pretty heavily. Um, is there any way you could offer me, I don't know, some, um, hush-up money? (laughs) (laughs) I think when you say that, the sort of aura of, like, fear that the phantom puts (laughs) off, and, like, anxiety, like, increases sharply, and then he, like, closes his eye and pinches the brow of his nose for, like, a minute, and then it, like, settles back down to a normal level. Normal level of fear? Yeah. And he says, are you, are you asking me to bribe you? Well, I don't like to call it a bribe. It's mostly just so I can have some sort of physical representation of a deal that we've made where you tell me to not talk to one of my friends. We could write up a contract. Um, uh, I don't... (laughs) I don't like this. Um, I I don't think this is nice. I don't think this is okay to do to Daisy. I think it's it's not nice to exclude people. Well, I mean, what if it's something that would worry her, though? Maybe it's better that she doesn't know. It's definitely better that she doesn't know. See, everyone should listen to Serial. <laughs> I, I don't know. Serial seems pretty nervous a lot of the time. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, uh, I think that Pigeon and I are much more um, cool-headed. Wait, sorry, that came off so mean. I don't think I don't think Pigeon would say it like that, but it's too late now. It's in canon. Yeah, Pigeon actually secretly kind of an asshole. <laughs> this whole persona that they have is fake. I figured as much. Serial's <laughs> like doing a long con with Pigeon. <laughs> We got him, folks. Um, Yeah, I think Pigeon does like it. So, Pigeon, um, what do you think would make you feel comfortable with all of this? Um, I guess if if um if I eventually got to tell Daisy, that would be nice. Um, Okay, how about this? If nothing happens. You can tell Daisy everything about it. But if something does happen, then you keep it a secret. So we could also tell her about how you tried to hide it from her? Oh, or, uh, maybe leave out that part. Well, that would be telling her everything, right? I think so. Oh my god. (laughs) He's again, like, pinching the bridge of his nose. <laughs> Look, kids, this isn't... I know people say it's not that big a deal all the time when things are actually a big deal. But really, truly, this isn't that big a deal. And more than likely, you're just gonna sit and watch a building for like an hour and nothing will happen and then you'll come back. Mm-hmm. Which building is it? 
It's a conference hall in the aviary. Huh. <clears throat> I, I guess. Um. Yeah, that that sounds fair, and I mean, I I trust you, Phantom. I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's a lie. Pigeon 100% trusts Phantom. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Also, I just want you guys to watch, and if something does happen, <clears throat> you need to call me right away. Right. So we, what are we, we don't at? take oh. action, but we do call you. Yes. Okay. Okay. What should we be looking out for? I think if something does happen, you'll you'll know. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> we won't let you down. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. I really I think... love the idea that Pigeon just starts sentences sometimes, or just goes, um, and like acts like they're about to start speaking and then just doesn't. <laughs> that absolutely they do. I do that. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So I think he like gives you the specific place and sends you guys off. And I think depending on how up you guys are on like the politics of Halcyon City at the moment. I feel like Serial could probably recognize this. And Orton, because Orton he, like... still probably thinks that the old mayor is still the mayor. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So I guess just Serial, then, uh, would recognize that the building Phantom has like, told you guys to watch is where a woman named Dakota Augustine is giving, like, a speech later today. Oh. And she is kind About of, what? like... I'm sorry. It's fine. She's kind of, like, viewed as a little bit of a radical in a lot of circles in the city. She's very much, like, about reform and, like, fixing the power systems of the city and like you know making it safer for powered people and for heroes and stuff and the rumor is that at this speech today people are thinking she's going to announce that she's running for mayor in the next election Oh. oh yeah you know Phantom was probably definitely playing it down a little. But also, depending on how invested you are in local politics, maybe it isn't that big a deal. <laughs> um, Political Pigeon intrigue. knows, like, fuck all. <laughs> so would Serial maybe inform us a little bit? Yeah, I think he would at least, like, probably tell you guys who's talking today and the gist of it. I don't know if he really would realize maybe the gravity of the situation yet but hey jack yeah who was the mayor in 1940 
What? The I don't fuck? know, Phoenix. Who was the mayor in 1940? Uh, mm. Norm's Peebus. <laughs> Writing the name down. <laughs> Norm's <Mayor> Peebus. <laughs> Just like Norman Reedus, but Norm's Peebus. Wait, Peebus, not Peebus. <clears throat> I think Norman Crest would be nice. No, it's Norm Peebus. <laughs> okay. We've determined this as a group, really. <laughs> is this is is the mayor, is the old mayor's name really Norm Peebus? <laughs> you know, Jack, you have to decide. <laughs> I think that. It's like how they have, like, nicknames for, like, old presidents and stuff. <laughs> so modern times, he's known as Norm's Peebus. Can't lick our dick. What? Can't weebus our peebus. Rosie, this is family friendly. <laughs> what? No, that's literally, like, this thing for... Who, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Like, Richard Nixon? <laughs> they, their campaigning was can't lick this dick. There's no way. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm not kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Time to Google history facts. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Bring us together. <laughs> Let me find it for you. I have the image right here. I wasn't kidding. Oh about my this. god! It really is. Can't like our dick. Yeah, that's what they say. Wow. Because Richard Dick, you know. Yeah. No. Who'd be licking him anyway? <laughs> what? They probably meant lick as in, like, hit or something, but... Or, like, win over, or I, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't making, like... I wasn't making, like, a fellatio joke. <laughs> it really sounded like it. Okay. All so. Right. <laughs> I think... You guys are able to get to this place relatively easily. I think it's fairly packed. What is the plan? Like, are you guys going inside? Are you going to stay outside? What What are you doing? I think we should go inside. Partially because Sarah wants to also watch the speech. Mm. Fair. <clears throat> um, I think Orton would suggest staying outside so they can get a bigger sort of picture of the area. Oh, God. Is Pigeon the deciding vote in this? <laughs> well, you guys could split up on this. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Do we have... No, we don't get the communicators that do, uh, from previous session, do we? Because this kind of happens mm. at the same time. Yeah, probably not yet. You could have cell okay. phones, though. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Pigeon Orton doesn't, but... Well, if Pigeon goes with Orton, does Pigeon have a cell phone? Or should we be uh, roleplaying? Should we be doing this in, like... Oh, we should. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you wanna. <laughs> um, well, I could stay with Orton outside, and, I mean, you have my you have my number, right, Serial? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think, yes. It's under block numbers. <laughs> he, he very subtly unblocks it. Um, Pigeon almost certainly has, like, a flip phone. <laughs> Just like a gold phone. They might also have another person's phone on them, but... <laughs> you know. Just from, just from past stuff. From their past crimes that I'm not sure if I ever really brought up. Um, oh, I mean, God. it's been hinted at by them, you know, lifting stuff off of an unconscious body in the first episode. 
Oh, my a God. nice little All right. hint. Yeah. Um, so you guys are going to stay out here. I'm going to go inside incognito. Right, yes? Yeah. Um, that sounds good to me, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I just love All right. Orton's voice. Um, well, are you, and you'll be safe, right? Of course. Okay. I'm always safe. Um, well, um, if you see anything... Uh, weird. I don't know what what Phantom considers weird. So, um, just uh, anyone probably taller than six five. Um, should let we're, us know we're about. probably watching for someone in like a black pinstripe suit and maybe a wide brim hat or fedora. Um, those guys <laughs> generally cause a lot of trouble. Um, do they? Never mind. I, I kind of get what you mean. Okay. Should we have like a code word? Should I t- like something easier for me to type out in case I see something in there? Um, you should type out "run" to us. And <laughs> maybe Are something you going like to run? Um, "hacky sack." That's. I think I... that might be. Um, that might be too long because what if what if someone grabs Serial's fingers? Well, I mean, we all know type. how to. We all know how to say "hacky sack," right? Wait, wait. Sure. Maybe. Wait. I just need to clarify something. Does Orden know how phones work? No. <laughs> so, he doesn't know what texting is. No. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, because did he... So, does he understand that if we have a code word, like, we'd be text... Well, yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, well, that's fine. We, um, <laughs> we just need something in the sweet spot between run and hacky sack. Um, what about runky sack? No. Uh, I think that one would work. Two out of three majority vote. Let's just, let's let, let our code word be bingo. How's that? Um, yeah, but then I might start to like sing the song, you know, Bingo was his name, oh, um, yeah. Well, Pigeon has the phone. I'm crying. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, Hmm. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, I guess Bingo works, but, and, I guess that's fine. I guess, and maybe our backup, in case Bingo doesn't work, because, um, Maybe one of us uses it on accident. We could use a runky sack as a as a backup. Yeah, I think that's okay. a good compromise. <laughs> of course, yes, that works just fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or right, let's initiate the plan. <laughs> I just want to say I was crying. <laughs> it's so much just to hear Orden speak and say things. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So, Serial. Yes. As you go inside, um, it's a relatively large, like, auditorium room, and there are a lot of people in here. By the time you get there, it's mostly standing room only. Um, That's fine. Yeah. And after a few minutes... Um, Dakota comes onto the big stage 
and she starts speaking, and she's very eloquent. She's, like, a very well-spoken woman, and she's very persuasive. Um, she's a kind of short, a little bit, like, stocky. She has a totally shaved head, and she's wearing, like, a tight blue pencil skirt and this blue blazer with just massive shoulder pads. So what you're saying is this is a power woman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love her already. And, yeah, her speech is just, like, phenomenal. And she's talking about how, like, for too long, Halcyon City has been okay with just settling for dealing with the collateral damage, with dealing with all of these things, with dealing with villains and superheroes. We need a better way of dealing with this rather than just rebuilding afterwards. And mm. she talks about how, like, there's so much corruption in the police and in the city government, and we need to make a change. And she ends her speech with um, announcing that, yes, the rumors are true. She is, in fact, running to be the next mayor of Halcyon City. And I think she deserves. Yeah. (laughs) I think about half the crowd is cheering, and then most of the rest are like kind of like just here to like listen to what she's saying. But there are still some who are like almost protesting this basically. Mm. Um she's definitely a controversial figure. But you can also see that she like invites a bunch of, like, fancy-looking, like, basically what you assume to be, like, donors to her campaign, and they all go into a separate back room, where, assumedly, she's gonna continue speaking with these people and, you know, getting that dough. (laughs) But neither you inside nor Pigeon or Orton outside see any particular unsavory activity or anyone who's strange you know there's obviously there's some weird people that show up i guess weird is a little bit rude but you know it's halcyon city there are people with powers there are mutants there are all sorts of things yeah is probably texting serial about all of them though Mm -hmm. fair (laughs) if orton probably leans over to pigeon goes you know i don't see anyone in a pip and striped suit Oh, well, um, are you expecting them? Well, I mean, that's who we're looking out for, yeah? Well, I'm, I'm looking for people who are, um, are, are tall. Well, you know, pinstripes generally make a, someone look a little more tall and imposing. Oh, oh, really? So we should- Yeah. Oh my god, do you think it's, it's like a disguise? Um, I mean, probably, yeah. Oh, I- <laughs> I don't um I don't know how to I don't know if I know how to deal with people who um <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> 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 who are tall and wear disguises. <laughs> I mean it's like double trouble. Yeah, it's they're really dangerous. If we see any like anyone like that, we have to tell Serial immediately. 
I agree. Serial. <laughs> you yes. are unable to keep an eye on this woman anymore, who is you now are fairly certain this is whatever potential funny business the Phantom was talking about, it would probably be directed at her. You aren't able to like keep an eye on her now that she's moved to this other Another. like banquet hall. So what are you doing now? Hmm. Looking around, does it look like there might be any other doors that might lead that way? Like, maybe down a separate hallway? There are probably other, like, service hallways to, like, various, like, administration stuff for this building and, like, the janitor's area and all that stuff, but there's not, like, a super heavy like, guard presence or anything, but there are people, like, standing at... There are, like, bouncers effectively standing at the doors, and now it seems like they're mostly trying to usher everyone back out of this building. But you could probably try to, like, sneak in around the back. Yeah, also, is there, like, any staff, like, maybe campaign staff that's walking around with anything distinctive on? Um... Now that you say it, I think, yeah, I think there are a few people walking around with, like, campaign flyers and, like, donation envelopes and, like, pins and things to hand out. Hmm. I'm gonna go outside the building, and I'm gonna check the trash cans immediately right next to the entryway. Because uh, every time I've gotten one of those flyers, I typically throw them away or something, if, especially if I don't support the person. So I want to see if maybe people have been throwing them away so Serial can take a stack. There's definitely lots of flyers and political stuff in the garbage outside that you can grab. <laughs> Wait, okay. is it not also covered in, like, garbage juices? Well, well, if it's right on top. Yeah, I feel like most of the stuff in the trash right now at the top layer is just, like, flyers and pamphlets and things. Okay. Alright. Maybe um, some well, of the Serial's... stuff at the bottom is a little juicy. <laughs> okay. And cereal's rooting for that. Cereal's <laughs> no. um, gonna kind of wait till there's a lull in the foot traffic and not to suddenly just reach in there and grab a, a couple. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can just do and... it. Yeah. And then he's gonna walk back in trying to act like one of the employees or <laughs> and make him his way towards that back banquet hall that she went into yeah. and pray that they let him in. Okay, as you're heading back in that direction, a very harsh sounding middle aged woman like shouts at you and she's like, Hey you, we're running out of flyers over here. Run to the back and grab some and she gestures towards like a separate door. Uh, right away. And Sarah just kind of dashes that way. <laughs> you you run out, like, to that door, and it's a hallway, and on one side you see, like, an office room where there are just big boxes of all of these pamphlets and campaign pins and things. But a little further down the hallway you can see that there's another door that's slightly open, and you can see that this is where Dakota and all of the major donors are. 
Uh-huh. Back on the outside, Orton and Pigeon, seeing as you're <clears throat> looking for people in pinstriped suits, that are I tall. don't know. That are tall? <laughs> yeah, that are tall. I don't know if you find this in particular suspicious, but you see a few, like, big black SUVs pulling alongside the back of this building towards the area where it looks like there's some loading docks and stuff. Mm. Um. Hey. Hey, hey Pigeon. Um. Yeah. yeah. What do you think that's about? Well, I was just thinking, um, do you think uh, um, that that if people knew we were looking for people in pinstripe suits, that they might just fill it in, and they would become all black. Do you all think white. that, like, they would disguise their disguise? Oh, golly. I think that that might be what's happening. Do you think those those cars down there might be... Oh, uh, either way, I think we should check it out, just to be safe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Serial know. Okay. Um, text him, uh, Runky Zack. Um, yeah, Pigeon, Pigeon texts in, in succession, bingo, 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 Runky Zack. <laughs> and probably at one point, Big No, and then asterisk, bingo. Oh, very good. Okay, so. And then yeah, right after Orton's that. just gonna start sneaking on over. Yeah, um. Now, if yeah. we see guys in pinstripe suits get out of these cars, then we'll for sure know they're the bad guys. Well, but what if they've... What if they... What if they have their disguises on? Um... Yeah, that too. Uh, so we have to look for maybe... Maybe paint marks? Or maybe... Yeah. Their hats, because you brought up the hats. I remember you bringing up hats. Yeah, they gotta have hats on. Yeah, that's um, Jack. Are is anyone coming out of the SUVs yet? Yes. <laughs> While you've been talking, <laughs> people have started like climbing out. Um, it's a large group of people in very like like black kind of military looking outfits. And Orton, you actually see something that's kind of familiar. On about half of these people, there's like a little insignia somewhere that you recognize to be similar to like that Dr. Fishery symbol from way back in the day. Mm -hmm. And also like that symbol... That you'd seen the first time the team all met on those. Wait, Doctor Fishery? So my my symbol, or do you mean Fisher King? Well, I don't know that you know the connection oh, there yet, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I remember what you're talking about. Because, yeah. like, you're right. In fiction, yeah, this is like the Fisher King's symbols, mm-hmm. but like Orton just thinks that some guys who's like janked his luck, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, right. And Jake you can the also look see... of like a sixteen-year-old. 
<laughs> you can see that they all seem to have these kind of futuristic looking like laser guns of some sort. Yeah. But the main thing is that on that like Fisher King symbol is only on half of the people's uniforms and mm. the other half have like a different symbol that's like a closed eye with an X through it. Hmm. So who knows what that one is? Yeah. And right. they are very clearly like entering into this big building intending harm. Yeah. Alright. Orton is so <laughs> the part of his sort of costume like hero costume thing, which I assume he has on now, correct? Because he's out in public. I assume so, yeah. Yeah. Um, is like a little sailor hat that has that insignia on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's gonna sort of oh, run no. over and start speaking to them. <laughs> okay. Speaking to the half that have the insignia. Okay, what are you saying to them as you approach? Um, <laughs> to avoid getting shot of me. <laughs> guys um so i just noticed um what you're wearing and it happens to be really similar to what i'm wearing um do you guys know me hmm. <laughs> i think several of them well no this whole group like looks over at orton kind of confused and then most of them like head on in and then, like, three guys walk over to you, and one of them, like, pulls out a phone and is clearly, like, making a phone call. Mm -hmm. And then oh. when he ends it, he says, you need to get out of here, kid. Um, I don't like to be, um, talked like that by people I don't know. Listen, we have orders to leave you alone. Just get out of here. Um... Well, I'm giving you orders to tell me what's happening. I think you should give me a pierce the mask roll. Alright. <laughs> Watch this be my first good roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's so plus mundane. Okay, so I do slash roll. You can just click oh, on the fancy button in your character sheet. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. God, I'm still constantly thinking about how Pigeon has three and Freak. <laughs> so much. Um, for the situational bonus thing, do I add the number that I have? No, it should just do it automatically. Okay. Thirteen! I do have Whoa. plus two. <laughs> nice. nice. Thank God you're so average. <laughs> okay. <laughs> When you pierce someone's mask to see the person beneath, roll plus mundane. On a 10 plus, ask 3. On a 7 to 9, ask 1. What are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? How could I gain influence over you? Okay, I'm going to do... What are you planning to do? Um, how could I get your character to do blank? And... 
there was one. So what are you really planning? What do you intend to do? And how could I get your character to blank? Or do I add the blank? You get to add the blank, but I feel like maybe <laughs> save that one for after I answer yeah. the first question. <laughs> how can I get your character to blank? Well, <laughs> they just b- dropped out <laughs> completely blank expressions. All right. Oh, those are the questions I'm asking. Okay, so I think the this guy who looks to be at least somewhat in charge here. Uh, who was on the phone says, Look, we're not, like, here to kill anyone. Just some minor, minor you know, political, uh, stuff. <laughs> we just want to, we just want to talk to the lady, you know, take her back to, uh, an undisclosed location. And just, we're setting up a meeting for our bosses. Don't worry about it. Well, listen... Um, I intend to either come with you or be present, um, for the entirety of this meeting. What? Well, I am giving you an order that I am going to be with you for this whole experience. Because I happen to know the person that you guys are talking about i don't know what she does and i don't really know her name but i do know that i'm here to protect her oh my god i'm gonna take this opportunity to answer the what do you intend to do one (laughs) yeah and he says look kid i'm gonna escort you off the premises it's no big deal you can just read about it in the papers tomorrow Absolutely not. I intend to be in the papers. Okay. What is the blank? Um, how could I get the character to, um... I guess I'll do it in roleplay. <laughs> now listen, how do we have to work this out so I can tag along um, and make sure you don't cause any harm to this sweet, innocent lady? Okay, fine. Let, let me just call the boss up one more time, and I'll put you on the phone and see if we can work something out. Dang right! So he dials a number into his phone again, talks for a minute. He clearly is maybe getting yelled at a little bit, but then he hands the phone over to you. And on the other line, you you hear a somewhat familiar voice of an old man. <laughs> And, uh, he just says, Orton, is that you? Oh, hi, Mr. T-Man. Um, I still don't know your name, so that's okay. Um, is Mr. T-Man okay for me to call you? Uh, that's quite all right. Good. Well, um, to be honest with you, I'm, um, slightly uncomfortable with how these guys are talking to me. Um, and I would like come along with them because I think they might intend to do some harm and that's not okay because they're wearing my logo well I'm very sorry to hear you're having some trouble there but truly it's all a misunderstanding I assure you there's no 
foul play intended. It's all above board, so to speak. Well, I I don't like how everyone's been talking to me in a way that's disrespectful and vague. Well, uh, I was sent here and I wasn't told anything about what was going to happen. And now I'm here and I'm still not being told anything that's going to happen. I'm I'm very sorry that you were feeling upset, Orton. And well, I will have a, a talking to 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 my men about being kinder in the, moving forwards. I think you should. I I'll do that. And now we're going to cut to Serial. Who watches <laughs> as a large group of armed men enter into a large banquet hall and start, like, not, like, open firing or anything, but they're, like, clearly, like, hold all of their weird laser guns forwards and are trying to tell this Dakota woman to come with them. <laughs> Am I st- is Cyril still down that hallway? Has he walked forward at all? Or did they text right as um, he entered that hallway? I think they texted as you got to that door that you could see into this banquet hall through. And so I think you're still stood outside of that door. Pigeon's also almost certainly still texting until Serial responds. (laughs) Yeah. So first, Serial's going to drop the trash flyers. Um, He's going to take off the jacket that he was using to cover his uniform. Nice. Put his mask on. And very quickly dial the Phantom's phone number as he's watching through the crack in the door, was it? Yeah. Right, yeah, and so he's just going to call the Phantom real fast. It rings maybe like once or twice before Phantom picks up really quickly and just says, Everything alright? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me an update. Uh, what? Give you an update. I'm looking at a group of armed men holding these people at gunpoint. He's t- trying to whisper this. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll be right there. Just get out of there, okay? I I don't know if I should. They're they're all armed. Kid, this is, get out of there. This is too much. Get out. Oh God! It's terrible. Just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, Cyril doesn't. Definitely, Cyril doesn't leave. Sorry. <laughs> and um, he just continues to watch through the door. Okay. Um, Dakota doesn't seem to be interested at all in these men with laser guns. She <laughs> seems to just like continue talking to all of these like donors who are now. A lot of them are starting to, like, run from the room. But she just is basically ignoring these people who've just barged in and tried to kidnap her. Oh my god. Um, can Orton do something? (laughs) Sure. Okay. Um, Orton is going to say goodbye to the old man on the phone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And then he's going to quickly put the phone in his pocket. Um, (laughs) And he's going to cross his arms in front of the the lead dude and say, Well, I just got off the phone with him. And 
Well, he told me that since I'm one of his best friends, and I've been on his boat before and had tea with him, that I get to tell you what to do now. I am effectively in charge of this current mission. Yeah. He's like, all right, all right, fine. I'm just trying to get my paycheck, okay? Whatever you say. My friend here, um, and I are going to lead in there, and we're going to stop any sort of funny business happening, alright? Whatever you say, kid. Alright, follow me. (laughs) And then Orton uh, leads into the room. (laughs) I think think Pigeon catches up to Orton, um, and is like, oh, what, what what did you do? Oh, these guys are, um, Workers for my friends, and I think there was just some sort of misunderstanding. So I'm gonna clear it up. Um, I mean, what friend? Um, I just met him a few days ago. Um, but I think he knew my dad, I think. Um, so we're old friends. Well, I. I mean, I, okay, but... Don't worry I, about it, Pigeon. I have it all under control. I mean, Pigeon did just see Orden, like, <laughs> get this fucking dude to stand down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they're, um... They're gonna, they're gonna be okay with this to an extent. <laughs> right now. I yeah. think they're worried, though. Like, yeah, that's fair. I think they place like kind of a, a hand on Orden's shoulder, one of his shoulders, just to kind of like, you know, solidarity. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Orden's gonna go in there, um, and what does he see? <laughs> he sees a circle of men holding laser guns around this Dakota person. Okay, Orton's just gonna. <laughs> Now listen up, everyone. My name is, um, Dr. Fishery, and I here am taking control of this mission. I have it on authority from the old man himself. And I think most of them don't believe you at first, but when this other guy's like, yeah, he called the boss, don't worry about it, you guys, just listen to what the kid says, and then they all, like, stand down and turn to listen to you, Orton. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is so stressful, I didn't expect this to work. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, alright, so, it's a pleasure to meet you all, especially you, Miss, um, future mayor. Um, uh, I would like to apologize for this misunderstanding, but um, right now, I think everyone best lower their guns because we need to make a safe space. I think they all holster their weapons <laughs> and, like, <laughs> line up in front of you. Alright, um, um, big main uh, leader dude, what's your name? Um, he says, uh, my name's Cody. I'm so um, sorry. Well, it's nice to meet you, Cody. I'm sorry for being a little bit harsh out there. I've just had a hard day. Um, so Cody, I would like you to take your men and uh, promptly 
go outside to the SUVs and guard the entrance for a bit because we're looking out for some bad guys. Um, I'm going to be speaking to this future mayor lady. Um, and so just wait out there with your men, okay? Yeah, I think they all start to leave. <laughs> I want to know, Serial, what are you doing when you see all this happen? Serial has gone pale, <laughs> and he's just been watching in horror as Orton effectively comes in and orders what he thought were a group of villains <laughs> holding civilians at gunpoint. Uh-huh. Um, are, are there backs to him? For, back to that door? I think that, like... They came in through, like, a door on the exact opposite side of the building of this room to you. <laughs> so, like, you're watching from directly across. Alright, um, this isn't going to be the smartest move on Serial's part, but he's just going to walk in. <clears throat> yeah. Hands up and everything, but... Yeah, yeah I oh. think... I think all of the... The guys with the guns are now, like, starting to leave and have clearly been pacified at this point. <laughs> okay. Oh so they just see another, like, teen walking in and they're like, I mean, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, hi, Serial. Um, <clears throat> alright, so, civilians, um, don't worry, this was all just a big misunderstanding. It was like, you know, um, we were just thinking that maybe the people that were already in here meant harm to the mayor or future mayor candidate sorry um and so you don't have to worry about it um uh so you guys can leave if you like or you're welcome to stay um but um either way there's no need to worry i think as you're saying what Someone (laughs) walks in from the door that all of these armed men were, like, walking through, and it's, like, a middle-aged woman in a (laughs) tracksuit. What a vibe! Um, you, You should be thinking, like, Jane Lynch on Glee. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my God. And she powerful. just walks in and walks past all these armed men. And she says, You're all useless. The orders are don't hurt the kid, not listen to whatever he says. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> I happen to have control of this situation, and I don't like the we- tone you're using with my new friends. Um, Cody. As you're speaking, she pulls a katana from, like, a sheath on her back and is just walking towards Dakota. Oh my god! Uh, Sarah puts his wings in and just uh, blocks her path. Yeah, I think... Band is an actual play podcast about a group of teenage superheroes trying to find their place in the world. Masks, A New Generation is a game by Brendan Conway. The song you heard at the start of the episode is News Theme by Kevin McLeod. The song you're listening to now is Chill Beats by me. Thanks for listening.
the infamous dog race. I, I mean, go to like, a greyhound tra track. The idea of a dog race is like dogs are domesticated. So I just, I don't know. Oh, are we doing an intro again? Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. We'll keep doing an intro until people are like, "We know who you are." <laughs> then we'll stop. Once, <laughs> once my mom. It's like, I know who you guys are. Yeah. I, I fully, I think my, I'm kind of nervous about whether or not my family would want to listen to it all together. Yeah. Um, oh god, I haven't even considered that. Them being like, oh, we just, you know, we want to support so much, and they, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, Clark's been very supportive. I think I mean his boyfriend is on the podcast. <clears throat> Me. <laughs> <coughs> All of the weird like mouth noises that came from everyone after you said that was a lot. I'm I'm leaving that bit in the episode. <laughs> Just as like an end of it. Well Clark already has an ex husband, so I guess it's fine if he has a current husband. Oh, cool! Can't I mean, I'm not I'm not me. homophobic or anything. My brother can have husbands. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ! My internet connection. What the fuck? Why aren't they married? Uh, commitment issues. Well, should we uh, get started? Yeah, we should get started. Why <laughs> we silence yourself? 